right, enough of that. Hey, it's the D-Lo, and welcome to another episode of On the D-Lo. As you can see, if you are watching this, I do not have a guest today. Uh, so this is the second podcast of the year, no guest, but I've got a bunch of really cool guests lined up, and they are coming here soon. So I wanted to talk real quick about the power of referral. Yes, referral business, referring business, um, the, the word of mouth, all those good things. <clears throat> I know this is of interest to any and everybody that is looking to... Um, just grow their business and grow it from a place of um, people and and others that you want to work with and, and be a part of your life. So we're going to talk about the power of referral today. Um, first, I want to talk about Built Different Mastermind. That is this mastermind right here, if you are watching. Jeremy Scott and I are putting on a mastermind. We're looking for some more people for quarter number two. Quarter number one is going amazing. We're having a lot of fun. I love everybody that's on the mastermind. Um, and I love all the questions and just watching people grow and feel this accountability that we have all working together and keeping me accountable too, which I absolutely love. And I'm learning a lot from them as well. So Built Different Mastermind, that will be in the link in the show notes. Come join us for that. Um, but let's talk about referrals. Um, and I'll probably ask those mastermind people that are in the mastermind for some referrals for other people to get into the mastermind. Huh? How do you like that? Nice little segue there. So referrals are all around us, all around us. Um, I think I did another podcast. I'm a hundred and something episodes in. This is 106. I did another podcast, I believe, on just asking for it, you know, and asking for the sale, asking for the advice asking for the salt when the dinner comes. You just got to ask for things. A lot of times I think a lot of us, including myself, over the years um, have been hesitate, hesitant to ask for things that we're very well deserved of or very well within our right to ask for. Um, but a lot of us seem to just kind of hold back on that because we don't sometimes feel, we don't give ourselves the permission to feel like we have the right to ask for certain things. And in all reality, we really do. Um, you know, as long as you, in my opinion, uh, go about it in a way that is um, nice and uh, sincere and you really feel that it's, you know, something that can be an added benefit to both parties. And so when you look at the power of a referral, uh, just asking for it, you're not just asking for business. You're not just asking for somebody's money. You're asking for an opportunity to possibly do business with them because you know what you do is a good service. Um, that's really what it comes down to. Um, and, and that's what I've kind of brought within my head. So, you know, <clears throat> 25 years of, of owning a, an insurance agency and, you know, the first handful of those years, maybe half of that career, I was always afraid to ask, you know, and I would go, I would do something that um, made somebody happy. I knew that because they told me I found them either a better rate. I created a better relationship. Um, they had a good experience. And so why not after having somebody tell you all this and you feel that vibe, why not, um, why not ask them for a little bit more 
of that type of person as they are. So you know the whole the, the whole talk of birds of a feather flock together is is very true, and it's true in business as well. Most business owners that you have a good experience with, that you like doing business with, that get you all of your documentation, that respond, that get you the tools that you need for you to do a better job. Most of them hang out with people that are of like mind. Now, not all the time, but most do. They just kind of hang out in those circles and. It's a great thing, and especially when you have a niche like I do in hospitality, um, you <clears throat> you find out real quick, you know, which ones hang out together and how they operate their business and how you can um, how you can really help that niche in, in more ways than one than one. So, excuse me. <sighs> Nothing like drinking on a microphone, right? Um, okay, so increased trust is. Uh, is the power of referral. When you are asking for a referral, you're asking for this. Um, you're asking for this introduction. You're asking for. Um, you're asking for somebody to trust you that you're going to treat who they send over. Um, as good as you had treated them, and that's huge. And so, once you get into a um, into a groove again of asking, and you just repetitively do the things that you do, understanding that there can be, you know, different situations that call for different actions. That's okay. Um, but for the most part, you know, ninety percent of the time, I think if you create this systematic way of creating trust. Um, you're going to increase that trust with others, and you're going to get those referrals that you are asking for, for sure. And the thing is, is that sales is hard enough. When we are um, quote unquote salespeople, <clears throat> I know a lot of <clears throat> a lot of times people don't want to be. You see all those signs on people's doors: "Don't solicit me," or um, you know, uh, "Don't sell me on this," or this and that. Then that's the thing: most people don't want to be sold, but they do want to be sold. They just don't want to be sold in a way that you're just kind of jamming it down their throat, telling them that they need this. That need needs to be their idea. So when you get a referral from somebody and somebody sends it. Over, that person is already teed up to at least talk to you about the service or the product that you have to offer. And they are already, you know, ready to listen. They have already gotten a good vibe about you. And it's not like you're just picking up a phone and you know, cold calling, which I know can be absolutely miserable. I've never done it. Um, I just didn't have the backbone to do something like that. I, I'm not a cold caller. For me to pick up a phone and just call somebody out of the blue and say, hey, you want to buy some home and auto insurance? You know, it's like, I, I was mind boggling to me. So I, I literally live by referrals uh, the whole time. I would go get one account and I would ask that account for another account. And I would just, I would show up to business networking meetings. I, I would, uh, you know, just people would ask, what do you do? And I'd be like, I'm an underwear model, you know, because I was so ashamed to say that I was an insurance, but I wasn't ashamed to say I was an underwear model. Uh, really, it was an icebreaker. And it was one of those things where you get to know people's personalities real quick, including mine, and whether or not they're going to want to do business with somebody as, as crazy as I am. Again, it's one of those things, though, you want to create your, um, what, what did uh, Tony Robbins call them? Your raving fans. That's what he called them. So you want to create your raving fans and those people. And also realizing that the person across from the room or across the the, the, um, the street or whatever, 
They may not be your client, and that's okay, because look to your left, look to your right. Those are your clients. You know, those are the people you're hanging out with. Those are the people that you can be asking. And you never know within somebody's network who those people may know that know people that know people. And so the thing is, is if you, if you don't put out what you do over and over continuously, a lot of times people don't even know what you do. So again, my wife always yells at me when we go and we meet somebody and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an underwear model. She's like, and then, you know, and then I'll be serious and be like, well, I own, you know, a, an insurance brokerage. We're, we're boutique. We do bars and restaurants. And my wife's like, yeah. And, and you need to tell people you do home and auto, you do life and health, you do all these other revenue generating things and we do them well. And we've been doing them for years, <clears throat> but for whatever reason, I've deprogrammed myself to, um, allow myself to tell people that because I feel like I'm selling almost. And it's just not the case. It's just you, um, educating those around you that don't even know you, that you are actually, you know, that's what you do for a living and you do it well. So that's, that's one thing, you know, for sure, um, is to just kind of promote what you do and who you are. And obviously social media is free and, and through all these other things, but, and, and, and being able to share testimonials and being able to share, um, you know, the fact that, you know, when you look at a testimonial from say company A and somebody else is looking at that testimonial and they happen to know company A and they're like, Hey, what do you think of Delo? And they're like, well, the, he's great. Yeah. I saw your testimonial. Maybe I should give him a shot. All that's really the basis of referral as well. It's creating attention to have somebody reach out to somebody that they know to have permission to get in touch with you because they have a need. So it's some definitely something to think about. Now, this was kind of fun. I was uh, um, thinking about this episode, and I was like, God, I remember that old movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. If you have, if you're in sales whatsoever, um, even if you're not in sales, but if you appreciate business, this is an old movie, I believe, from the '80s. <laughs> it's just like it's a sales movie, and it's about these guys, um, very famous actors in it, from you know Alec Baldwin to uh, um, oh God, all the other names, uh, Ed Harris, um, Lemon, uh, what's the guy's name? Anyways, a lot of famous guys in here. I, I believe Al Pacino's in this as well, and it's a sales meeting. It's about these guys that sell real estate, and it's it's absolutely hilarious. So they talk. There's a few things in here. If you just Google uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross speech, that's all you need. Like that 11 minutes right there just knocks it out of the park. And and part of that I won't ruin it, but part of it of what they talk about in there um, is ABC. Always be closing. Again, going back to sales, and you always got to be closing. And it's just this real like that movie was kind of giving the narrative of what a salesperson, you know, should be doing and what they're like and the grind of a salesperson and all the things they have to be doing. And so they would use the, uh, you know, the initials ABC to just talk about a always be closing. Alec Baldwin's speech in this movie is absolute gold, totally gold. Um, and then in part of the speech, you'd be like, you know, first prize is a I think it was some sort of car he was giving away. Second prize is a set of steak knives. And third prize, my friend, you're fired. <laughs> totally cutthroat, hilarious movie. And then he goes off on the end, and he's like, I have all these leads. And he has this big stack of note cards. And he's like, 
these leads are not for you. These leads are for the winners. These leads are the Glengarry leads. And he ends up giving those leads, guess who he gives them to? He gives them to their top salesperson. You know why? Because their top salesperson has learned in in theory, the power of referral and how to sell. So why wouldn't you give the top person really, you know, what looks to be good leads, um, or, or why would you why would you give it to him as opposed to somebody that hasn't closed anything and they're looking to, you know, because that guy has a track record and a history of building sales and you know creating uh, creating revenue for you know the company he's working for in commission. So it's um, it, it's a good movie. Check it out if you get a chance. You know, and 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 that's the thing. It's utilizing your current customers. And if you have no customers now, that's okay too. What what do we do when we first start? I know when I first started out in insurance, I was starting out looking at, um, uh, what was it, my friends and family. I just went to friends and family. When you look at these MLMs and these upstart you know, marketing things, which I've been guilty of looking into and doing, um, look, insurance is no different. It's an it's a MLM. It really is in, in, in aspect. I went to friends and family. Now I, I hesitate to insure friends and family because that's an uncomfortable situation if something happens. But um, I consider all my clients friends at this point. So I've, I've worked through that. But it's really you know finding those people and then you build upon those people. And if you're already established, it's about utilizing your current customers and rewarding them, whether that's through more services, whether that's through a gift card, whether it's just through a thank you card, you know, taking that time out an hour a week to be like, okay, let me look through my notes. Who sent me what? Let me let them know how grateful I am. Because a lot of times we will get referrals and they'll be like, you'll, you might ask, hey, who sent me? Or they might tell you, oh, Joe sent me or Rick sent me. Okay, cool. And then it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, because you're in the moment, you're trying to close this next deal, and you forget that Rick or Joe had sent this referral over, and you don't ever send anything. You don't ever send a thank you. I mean, that's a that's just a dagger right there. So when you have somebody that's uh, you know, sending you something, whether it's a one-off or whether it's a person that sends 10 things to you, there's always something else, you know, added value that I think you can do for that person or those persons and just, you know, make sure that you're giving them that attention too and thanking them for that because that's a, that's a clear free marketing driver, you know, and uh, <clears throat> when they get, um, when they get thanked, it may be as little as a thank you. It may be a $10 gift card. Who knows? Um, but, you you stay on top of you know top of mind for them and they want to refer you more for sure and this whole thing can definitely snowball from the foundation that you've built and 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 all those things so it's kind of you know looking at all the different aspects of how the referrals come in. Also, you know, when you're looking, if you have employees, are you offering your employees incentives for getting referrals or bringing people in the door? I don't know what that incentive looks like. I know I try to incentivize people here with life and health and, you know, at just asking the question. It's really just coming down to asking the question because if you already have somebody there and they're already attentive and you do these things, why not ask? Worst thing they say is no, you move on. And if you get, you know, five yeses, 50%, I don't know, even if you get 10%, it's still better, you know, out of 10, um, as opposed to just not asking at all and having 0%. So um, the other thing, too, is uh, I was going to bring up is this works for any type of business, especially um, 
especially sales businesses, of course, but it can work for product businesses. It can work for retail. It can be like, you know, if you have a good experience in a store, or let's just say you're selling unique lady clothing or something like that. And, you know, you go in, you're going shopping and, and you have a great experience and then you want to go tell a bunch of other people. And um, it's just a good thing as far as... Um, Understanding that you're not excluded from that. I, I can tell you, my landscaper, he gets a ton of referrals. He landscapes, you know, but I, I like the way he works. I like the stuff that he builds. People ask me, hey, where do you get your gardens built? I, right there, speed dial, boom, Julio, here you go, another referral. Um, you know, whether it's business coaching, whether it's, uh, uh, I mean, real estate's a big one. I remember watching Brian Buffini. Ever, anybody ever hear of Brian Buffini? Brian Buffini is a very successful, I, I guess, real estate guy. And and, you know, he was the one that had really put it in my head, you know, about thank you cards or just notes and stuff like that and say, and always putting on the bottom of the note, something like this. I'm paraphrasing, but, um, you know, hey, um, I always appreciate your referrals. I mean, I learned that from a very early age, and that's been ingrained into my system. Get you a drink here. So um, why referrals are the most valuable form of marketing? Uh, this is something uh, that has come out of uh, Forbes magazine. And just a couple of uh, statistics here um, from social media. 78% of business-to-business -business marketers say that referral programs generate good or excellent leads. So again, goes back to the quality of leads. 60% um, of marketers say that referral programs generate a high volume of leads. So now you're getting a high volume with good or excellent leads. And then 54% say that referral programs have a lower cost per lead um, per lead than other channels. So again, now you've also reduced your cost on how you're getting those leads, and you're not just kind of you know shooting fish in a barrel, which to me is like what cold calling is. You pay somebody whatever the cost is now, 20 bucks an hour to sit on a phone, bang out, you know, however many phone calls in an hour. And if they get one response, there's still no guarantee that the person is going to buy or not. And they may have said yes to be nice and they're kind of annoyed. Um, marketers rate referrals has the second highest source of quality leads. And, um, you know, that's, that's huge. You know, I think, um, a lot of times, you know, where salespeople go wrong is that they, they'll ask, wait, they lay, they wait till the customer relationship's been established for a while, and then they, you know, will send something way down the road, as opposed to when it's like fresh in that customer's mind of that great experience that they had, as opposed to like, oh, maybe I'll get this into <laughs> this in like a year or two years later, and you don't, you didn't have quite that immediate interaction with that customer. So that's the thing. As you're making a deal, you're asking for another deal, asking for another deal you know, in, in, in that essence, you know, growing your business that way. Um, so those are a couple of things from Forbes magazine. I, I do want to leave you at this. At the end of the day, and this is something that I always had to tell myself and I had mentioned a little bit earlier, is be proud of what you do. Be proud of what you do and gleam with pride. No matter who you are or what you're doing, there's a need in society for that. And if you are that person doing it and you own that business, there's a reason why you started that business. There's a reason why you're in the position that you're in. There's a reason why you continue year after year to file your tax returns, pay your employees, go do all the things, you know, the, the meetings and the, you know, all the 
you know, business things that you do within your organization, be prideful of it and love it and enjoy it. And, and definitely, you know, it may, in, in context, you may see, you know, society's kind of snickering of certain things that you may or may not do, or there may be so many of you, but understand that we're all unique in who we are and what we do. And at the end of the day, people, and I really feel this, people are buying from you, the person. Now, yes, there's Amazon, there's Walmart, there's all these big things. There's these necessities of things that we got to buy. I'm not buying necessarily toilet paper from, you know, Betty, because I love Betty and her toilet paper. Maybe if Betty had a local toilet paper, you know, place, I would go there because I liked her. But... In reality, when it comes to services and some, pro, you know, definitely local products, um, we're buying from a person because as commoditized as all of these services and these products can be, what we are as human beings, we're creatures of habit. We live within our zone. So we do the certain things that we do and we want to know that we're safe and secure with those that we work with, those that we entrust, those that, especially if they're dealing with our money or safety or any of that sort of stuff, we want to make sure that, you know, they definitely have our best interests. So that being said, I will leave you with that. That is my um, <clears throat> 20 minute podcast on the power of referral. Again, I appreciate you listening. Please, subscribe and five star the podcast please share it if you got any value out of this i really respect love you all i'm excited to get going year four of this podcast a whole bunch of great guests coming up and um you know until then peace out